Hello and welcome to Capture Caledonia, the tracks that take us back, the podcast with me, Ewan Petrie. Each week, I'm joined by a guest who tells me all about the places in Scotland that mean the most to them and the memories and stories associated with these particular places. Then we listen to the songs that have become the soundtrack to these wonderful memories. I can't play all the songs in full due to copyright, but I hope that you enjoy the podcast nonetheless. If you are enjoying the podcast, please make sure you subscribe to it and leave us a rating and a review. You can also find us on social media. For Facebook and Instagram, just search Capture Caledonia. And for Twitter, search Capture Cali. Please like and share the pages with all your friends and family to help spread the word of Capture Caledonia and to keep up with the latest news. If you would like to support the podcast to help with future episodes, you can now donate on my Buy Me A Coffee page, which is www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash Capture Cali. Any amount, no matter how small, really goes a long way. Thank you so much for your continued support and for listening to this week's episode. You're listening to the tracks that take us back on Capture Caledonia with Ewan Petrie. It's a real joy to welcome Bo Anderson to the tracks that take us back. Bo is one of the most exciting new talents to come out of Scotland in recent years. The release of her debut single, Sweater, last year catapulted Bo into the limelight and has since amassed over 4 million streams, gaining her a legion of fans along the way, including Cindy Lauper and Elton John. Born and bred in Edinburgh, Bo attended Portobello High School before moving to London to study at the BIM Institute, the music school that boasts alumni including George Ezra and James Bay. Upon leaving BIM, Bo secured a record deal with Universal and released her debut EP, New Wave, in January of this year. Described by the Guardian Guide as tear-stained soul and by Notion as powerful vocals astride feisty pop melodies, Bo clearly possesses all the attributes to really make her mark on the global music scene. And I can't wait to see what the future holds for Bo as she continues her remarkable journey. Bo, thank you so much for taking the time to chat to me today and welcome to Capture Caledonia. Hello, hello. I'm excited to be here. Now, Bo, before we delve into your choices for the tracks that take us back, I'd love to have a wee chat about you and the exciting journey that you've uh, been on so far. And I guess to begin with, I'd love to go right back to when you first started singing and performing. So what first inspired you to pursue music as a career? So I was a dancer since my mum put my mum my actually put me in dance classes from like the age of two um two or three years old and I kind of got into music that way and then I was always like I was a very sporty kid like my mum put me into like swimming gymnastics like dancing lots of different things and um I started this performance school which was for I went for the dancing but it was for dancing acting and singing um and that was kind of my first introduction to like singing lessons and and kind of the music scene and then on the on the side, I did trampolining. Well, I say on the side, I actually took trampolining more serious. I mean, I was about, what age was I? I was about 13 years old. And uh, I sadly had an injury, which meant that I couldn't, basically over summer, I was like pretty much not bed bound. Well, I was for a bit. And then this performance school was still happening. So what I would do is I would go along, but obviously I couldn't dance anymore. So I would sing. And then that kind of became like my therapy because I was so young and like I, it was a lot to deal with at such a young age. And I think music was kind of my way of like 
get escaping I also when I was I vividly remember I was 11 years old and it was my neighbors me and my friends in the neighborhood were all really close and uh, it was her birthday and we went to see dream girls and that was like my first introduction to like Motown soul and that's where I kind of found my love for that kind of genre of music of just like singing from the heart and like it was just yeah I basically just fell in love with that and then I kind of went back and found the classics like Aretha Franklin and you know like Sam Cooke, Otis Redding, Donny Hathaway like that that's kind of where I found my love of of music and soul and someone telling a story that you just like kind of get captured by so yeah that's kind of long story short of where where my, I kind of found what I loved um, once you found that that passion and that and that love did it become a very sort of easy and clear choice like this is what I want to do or was there sort of a, a long journey to get you to sort of heading down to London and studying and to begin that next chapter do you know I think I was always I've always been quite ballsy and ambitious and just kind of wanted to do something different and I always wanted to come to London but when I was younger I thought it was going to be for dance or some sort of performance whether it was as a commercial dancer or I didn't really want to do musical theatre that wasn't really my thing but I always knew that it was going to be something like that you know when I first started singing when I was about 13 14 it kind of started as fun and then it was like oh no I'm not good enough you know I was comparing myself to like this was when like Adele was doing someone like you at the Brits and it was like I was like nah there's no chance like I can't I can't live up to that but yeah I think eventually I was just like I, I would watch people's like not in a cocky way but in like a in a good way I, w- I would notice people's reaction if I was singing in the pub or that and I'd be like oh okay maybe there is something in it so then I just kind of was like yeah go, that's what I'm going to do like I'm going to go to London and I'm going to do it it sounds weird but in my gut I've always known that it's what I'm meant to do and it feels right so I've just kind of went with it. And what was the experience like of going to the BIM Institute? You know, it's some amazing people have passed through their doors. How did that sort of help yeah. shape the path that you're on just now? Do you know, I think for me, it allows you to meet people for one, because if you're like me, you, like a lot of people that come down don't know anyone. And it's a big place to kind of just dive into without knowing anyone. So I'd say for meeting people, it's amazing. It gives you time to develop and find what you want which is great and but also I think it's definitely just what you make of it it's not what's the word you don't it's not like becoming a doctor you don't get a degree and go right sound now I'm going to get a record deal and now I'm going to get this and now I'm going to get that it, so it's definitely what you make of it but they do give you opportunities um which are really cool um so yeah it's definitely a good place to go to allow yourself to like have some time to develop and have a bit less pressure and just kind of do you for a bit and it gives you some cool opportunities as well yeah it sounds great and you know since you've left you've obviously been on on a journey which has led to you releasing you know your debut single sweater which came out just before lockdown in in march last year despite the difficult circumstances of 2020 it's actually been quite an exciting time for you and given that we're now hopefully heading towards a more normal and positive future what are your plans and ambitions for the rest of this year and as we head into 2022? I would love to do a gig. My <laughs> God, I'd love to do a gig. Honestly, I, I I did a couple of showcases last year in February in Berlin and Amsterdam. And that was because I basically wrote away for eight, like like 
two years I was just kind of like not hidden away but was just writing in the studio constantly and finally I was like yes the music's coming out I'm gonna gig I did two shows and then we went into lockdown but yeah it's, it's fine like I think it's it's been amazing and this year I can't I hope I get a gig that's sorry that was my long tangent of what I was trying to say we've got stuff lined up and booked in so I'm excited for that some shows and releasing more music I'm still working on music and the plan is to kind of gradually be releasing towards an album so which will probably be in the new year which is mad because I feel like we just came into this year but that's that's how far ahead we apparently plan things so there you go but um yeah so it's a lot more music will be coming out and hopefully some shows are being put in place so hopefully that all goes ahead if covid doesn't get in the way so yeah i'm really excited i'm really excited yeah fingers yeah. crossed that that these gigs definitely happen it's uh, it would be wonderful to to as a fan just to get back to gigs as as well Talking of releasing music and talking of your music, I think it would be a good opportunity to to listen to one of your songs. So do you mind doing the honours and introducing uh, the song that you've chosen to play today and also giving us a little bit of background to the song? So this is one, this was my second single. It's called Heavy. And it, it it's basically a breakup song. Shock, I always write sad songs. But um, it's it takes me back to basically walking. I went on a night out in Edinburgh and I drank too much as sometimes that's what we do and I got very emotional and I was just like walking through the dark feeling sad and lonely crying and that's basically what this song is but like I'm past that now and I hope that the the chorus is kind of uplifting and I hope it makes people feel like yeah I've been there but we're good and you know it's okay to feel rubbish because things get better so that's what heavy is about. Not even looking for no superman So why is it that I got an empty head? Took a bullet to my heart, I'm bleeding out Still you're the only one I ever wanna hold somehow You said you'd take me on your jet plane But I never even saw them lights, babe Guess I was looking for a hero Boy, you couldn't even keep it real though Now you got your life, you got your ride With my heads it baby that you're doing just fine In my gold dress, looking like such a mess Tonight, and I go drinking in the
used to be nothing more than famous, famous. famous. But fame is so helpless. We are the modern crime. They didn't want us to be nothing more than famous. 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 But God loves so heartless. Now, Bo, I think um, it would be a good time to move on to your choices for the tracks that take us back. I've asked you to choose two places in, well, two places in Scotland that mean something special to you. Uh, do you mind explaining the first place that you've chosen today and why you've chosen that place? So the first place I've chosen is Arthur Seat, uh, which is pretty well known in Edinburgh. Um, we, me and my friends when we were younger, we're probably like mid-teens, like, early to mid-teens and we used to always go up Arthur's seat and we would just hang out and be up there for hours and listen to music and this song that I've chosen is actually it's just it's very nostalgic it's Low by Flo Rider which <laughs> is like I do not listen to that now but I have so many good memories of us trying to learn this dance routine <laughs> up Arthur's seat and everyone used to do it and we thought we were so cool and yeah that's that's what that takes me back to I'm so glad you've actually chosen this song uh because it's <laughs> got a bit of a nostalgic feel for me as well when I was gro- I grew up in a place near Aberdeen uh, in the countryside yeah. called Bankery and um because there wasn't much to do in the countryside the school used to organize um parties for the fifth and sixth years at school yeah, and this was a firm favorite of a song that used to get played a lot at, yeah. at parties. So you've taken me on a little nostalgia trip. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> I was like, I was like, do I pick this song? I was like, nah, yeah, because I literally used to do like do the dance and like, yeah, what a throwback. For somewhere like Edinburgh and Arthur's Seat, you know, I, I studied in Edinburgh and I, I I loved going up there and looking out at the views. Being from Edinburgh, is is that a place that you would go up often and, and make the most of? Because it is stunning. Yeah, I used to go up Arthur's Seat a lot, um, especially as a teenager, because like it was that kind of age where you, you wanted to hang out with your pals, but there wasn't really anywhere to go. Like you couldn't go to the pub, so that that was just kind of a place where we all used to hang out. And you, yeah, you get some banging views. Like hmm. I, do you know, I think I've actually realized more now since I've moved away that when I come back, I'm like, oh wow, this is like a really nice city. Like. You can see Arthur Seat like from all sides of the city. Like it's it's really cool. So yeah, it does sit just so impressively, sort of. You know, I always yeah. think of Edinburgh. I think the castle looks so impressive, and Arthur's mm-hmm. Seat looks so impressive, and the city yeah. is just so beautiful as well. Yeah. You mentioned there that you've moved away. Were you yeah. away from Scotland when we went into lockdown, or were you? Did you come back up over that sort of period of time? I came back up because I was like, do you know what? If we can't really leave the house. I can kind of work from home, like if we're doing Zoom calls and meetings and sessions or whatnot. And I like I've been in London for five and a half years now and I barely have been home. I don't go home that often just because there's so much going on and I don't want to miss any opportunities down here. So for me, it was kind of like, you know what? I'm going to actually take some time and just go up to Scotland and spend it with my family because it's the longest that I have done in a very long time. So, yeah, it was I went up to Scotland and 
spent some time with the family and my dogs and yeah it was nice to kind of take that time to just because I know I won't get that again I'll never I'll never spend that much time with them again so like at once so yeah it was nice and did you find like having been away from Scotland for that period of time did you find it nice to sort of reconnect with with Edinburgh as a place yeah definitely like it was nice to go I live near Portobello which is like a beach yeah beautiful place yeah yeah and it was just really nice to go walks down there because that's like my childhood Portobello is like where I used to hang out and yeah from a young age up until I was a teenager just before I left so yeah it's fair it was very nice to kind of just appreciate Edinburgh I guess and like I I went up Arthur's Sea and went through town and just done long walks and it was nice to just kind of reminisce and remember lots of different stories of different like places in Edinburgh. You mentioned there you know Portobello Beach as a a place that you were you know there from a sort of young age uh, right through growing Mm -hmm. up until you you left Edinburgh. What are your sort of standout memories of, of growing up in that area? What was it like for you? It was really nice. Um, I went to swimming lessons that were on Portobello Beach and then afterwards we'd come outside and we'd run in the sea or we'd just (laughs) play about in the sand like when I was wee. And then as I got older, like we'd have bonfire night. um, We'd have that at the beach and we'd put a bonfire um we'd set like a big fun bomb oh god i can't a fun buyer i was going to say <laughs> a bonfire. Jeez. um in november we'd, we'd set a fire up and we'd all hang out and it kind of has always been like from a young age as a kid playing about with your friends after swimming lessons to as i got older hanging out there as a teenager and like we'd go even at school at lunchtime we'd go down to porty to get our lunch and like that's where you'd hang out and yeah, there's just a lot of memories in Portobello um, from a young age growing up. So. Do you still have a lot of friends that live there now? I do and I don't. Like, a lot of my friends moved away. But it's funny, everyone just kind of does their own thing, I guess, as you get older and wants to experience more things. But we do always come back and it's really nice. It feels like it's it feels like it's never not been a thing. Like, like we, we used to go to, we called it the Dal, which was like a pub on Portobello, which is actually shut now. But we'd go there every, like, Christmas Eve, everyone from school, and you just hang out and have a wee bev, and, yeah, it's proper nice. I love that about it. I don't know if it's a Scottish thing or if it's, you know, a sort of UK-wide or even worldwide, but the sort of tradition of catching up with all your school friends on Christmas Eve, it, it feels yeah. like you walk, walk back into a time capsule, you know, everyone's it there, is. and you just pick up where you've left off. Um Cool. You mentioned the song that you've chosen uh, just earlier and you mentioned you used to try and learn the dance to it up um, Arthur's yeah. Seat, um, which yeah. I'm sure if TikTok had been around, it would have been on, on TikTok. Oh, I'm sure. It would have blown up. <laughs> so I think it'd be good to listen to, to the song. So do you mind introducing it again and we'll have a listen? Yeah, yeah, sure. So this song is Low by Flow Rider and T-Pain. Brilliant. Let's move on to your second choice today. Do you mind uh, chatting a bit about the other place that you've chosen to talk about and why you've chosen it? Yeah, so this one, it kind of reminds me of a few places. So it's Sunshine on Leith, 
by the Proclaimers, classic Scottish, you know, Scottish song. But hmm. um, it's it's a song that basically Hibs Hibernian. It's like a football team in Scotland, and there's just a lot of memories of that song. And like the Hibs Stadium is beside Easter Road, and that area just reminds me of my family and of. I'm not that into football, but there's just a lot of memories around that kind of area. And the colonies, which is where they lived, is near Easter Road. And that song is a big song that's known for for like Hibs and it's one of their songs. So it kind of that that is what it reminds me of. But it also reminds me of like house parties. We used to always sing that song because there was a lot of Hibs fans and we'd always just like belt it out and was this like the yeah. end of the night song that used to come on? Yeah. And everyone would. Oh yeah. <laughs> everyone go sunshine only, then everyone go mad. <laughs> Literally. But, um, I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So it has a couple of memories. It's a brilliant song. I actually, it's it's mm. funny you chose this song because a video popped up on my social media a few days ago of Hibs won the Scottish Cup in 2016, and yeah. one of the yeah. sort of like proper hair standing up on my arms and the back of my neck moments was hearing the Hibs fans sing that song yeah. after they'd won that and the players yeah. are lifting the trophy and the whole stadium is like Hamden you know I don't know how many Hibs fans were there it must have been about 30,000 or something yeah it was amazing yeah for sure it's a proper there's something about it that's just like really patriotic and like yeah it's just it's, it's a great song you mentioned yeah. um, a little bit about your family there growing up um, near the Easter Road area of uh, mm. Edinburgh. What are your family sort of, were they really supportive of your decision to sort of want to go and be a singer? And like, do, are they the sort of type of family that will be there front row whenever you're, whenever you're performing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they would. My, I'm, I'm very lucky. My family are very supportive of what I do. And my dad used to always say, like, if you couldn't sing, I wouldn't let you, you know, go down to London. So yeah they've always been really encouraging and supportive and they're not the kind of people that are like oh that's not a real job they've always like encouraged me to do it and yeah I'm very lucky in that sense I know we touched on it earlier just when you were sort of coming out of of studying and you mentioned the sort of you know the, getting a record deal was does it feel like there's pressure on you when you're in that sort of when you're at the BIM Institute and you're leaving is there a pressure to to secure a record deal like that or is it quite a, a free process and it's it's sort of everyone has a different journey yeah everyone has a different journey like there's no right or wrong way to do it and I think I used to get people saying like how do you do it and I'm like there's just there's not a right or wrong way I think the best thing that you can do is put yourself anywhere and everywhere and meet everyone and take every opportunity like I used to I grafted for quite a while just like meeting anyone and everyone I could and finding out what what, what people know and like the, the the music industry is actually not that big well it's big but it's a lot of people know each other so if you start to meet a few people then you start to meet a lot of people because it's just so small so I think yeah basically that there's not a right way to do it everyone's kind of got their own path you've just got to put yourself out there and meet as many people as you can and be nice but be confident and I think believe in your talent and believe in what you do because I think if you don't believe in it how are you going to convince someone else but I don't mean it in like a cocky way it's more a confidence like it's good to have that little bit of confidence when you walk into the room with someone and you go this is me this is who I am this is like I know I'm good and I'm 
you you need to convince them that you're good so yeah you know when you get when you find out that you're going to get a record deal for that that moment is it does it feel like a massive success or does it feel sort of like okay this is when the real work begins now we've got to sort of you know crack on do you know what it's it's a funny one I don't for me anyway the way I work I'm always on to the next thing so like you're like oh wow like I've got a record deal, but there's be, like for me anyway, there was quite a long buildup of meeting lots of different people and it took like a year and then we signed and then it was like, right, what's next? And then you're always kind of moving ahead. Like, you know what I was saying about the albums, you know, next year and you're kind of always living in the future. Like, I think sometimes it's good to just take a minute to be like, right, hang on, this is cool. Like, you've got a record deal, like you're doing bits, you know, but yeah, it's so strange. I actually, I, so I came, when I came to London, I, it sounds silly, but I was like, I don't want to finish my degree. I want to get a record deal. Mm. I don't want to finish. Um, Which to some people would be like, why don't you want a degree? But I think from what we do, it's, it's, you don't need the degree. So I kind of, that's kind of how I always said it. That's like what I envisioned. Yeah, it's worked out so far, so yeah absolutely (laughs) we'll see how we go we'll see how we go but I think sometimes to you know to the public we see like an artist like you know you release a single like sweater comes out and immediately you're sort of there and you're present and no one actually understands or see maybe they do understand but they don't see the journey you know to get to that to that point you know it often looks like Mm. oh here's an overnight you know someone's just turned up but it's like it's actually such a long process you know and when you explain it like you've done you kind of get a real sense for that yeah for sure like there's such a graft and but you are so right like when I think of I don't know like Sam Smith when he had just appeared on the scene I'm like oh he's just appeared but I'm sure he grafted and like every artist like there is definitely a lot of work behind it but it's worth it though you just yeah. gotta enjoy the journey and the process I guess yeah it's exciting right yeah no for sure it's very exciting just to go back um to Scotland briefly just because we sort of diverted there through me yeah. I, I changed it but to go back to, Edin- <laughs> to go back to Edinburgh um yeah where would be like your dream gig like if you were back home and you're in Edinburgh where would like be top of your list that you'd want to want to play either the castle yeah <laughs> that would be sick I saw I saw um Girls Aloud were my first concert that I went to when I was 10 years old and that was at the castle and, oh, I thought it was epic. and the Saturday supported them um <laughs> but yeah um where else uh either the Usher Hall Oh, beautiful. That's beautiful an venue. amazing venue, yeah. Or is it the Festival Theatre? Oh, I love the Festival Theatre as well. Yeah, I, yeah. I done Edinburgh's Got Talent there when I was <laughs> like uh, 13, 14 years old and I got to play like a grand piano. I was so nervous, but um, yeah, I'd love to go back there and, and uh, play. Do you know that that's stage cool. is the second biggest stage in Europe as well? So that's quite a stage to yeah. be put on when you're young with a grand I piano. Know. <laughs> I was so scared, but I was like, well, let's crack on and do it but yeah that venue is amazing as well so I reckon one of them would be pretty pretty cool they're quite yeah. big venues but why yeah, not dream, dream big though I like that I like that let's yeah. let's get Bo Anderson at Edinburgh Castle as soon as as soon yeah. as we can I think that'd be cool <laughs> I just want to sort of ask a little bit about you know experience your experience with Scotland like do you like traveling elsewhere like are there any other places sort of further afield that hold a special place to you we used to go to Gullin which oh, yeah. is like just outside of Edinburgh it's not too far out of Edinburgh but we used to sometimes go there in the summer me and my friends just when it was nice but yeah other than that I didn't I used to go up to Aberdeen but Aberdeen my my friend 
studied in Aberdeen. So again, I, I went there because I basically, I went to London when I was 19. So I, I worked for a year to just like save up some money. So I would like go to Glasgow or I'd go up to Aberdeen to see mother pal who studied there. When I was younger, I camped in the Highlands. Where did we go? Went near Fort William. And that's so nice, like driving through all the hills and it was cold, but like <laughs> it, it, it was freezing. But the skies are amazing. Like the, the stars, like it's so clear. Yeah. Once you get out of the city and you don't have as much light pollution. Mm. You're right. Yeah. Fort William so, as well. It's quite impressive. And, you know, the drive up there is is beautiful. Some amazing, amazing. scenery. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sort of so lucky in Scotland. You know, there are places like that, you know, just a few hours drive from the city. Really. It's a great mm-hmm. combination to have. It is. It really is. It's nice to have that balance, I think. And, you know, you know, and then you've got a place like Edinburgh, just a stunning city that, you know, I think often yeah. when I speak to people who've come to Scotland and, and they're like, oh, where's the where's the place that I should go? I do often mm-hmm. say Edinburgh because I think it just is such a beautiful place and the way the sort of the architecture and the buildings, it's it is quite unique. It's actually you've, you've taken me back talking about the castle. I actually I think one of the, the, the last gigs I got to. I'm trying to think. It was like summer of 2019, so not too long before lockdown happened oh, and things changed. Yeah. It was actually I got tickets to see the Proclaimers at Edinburgh Castle. No way! <laughs> yeah, my mum and dad were meant to go and they couldn't go, so they they gave me and my my girlfriend the tickets. And, I love uh, that. Yeah, we went along, and I, and now that you've chosen Sunshine on Leith, I'm like, oh, that would be a I would love to be back there. <laughs> In amongst all those people belting out yeah. sunshine on leaf. <laughs> it, it feels like so far away to be able to be in a crowd with people and just like belting out songs and live music. But that oh, that must have been amazing. Yeah. No, you're so, right. It feels a long way away. It's the dream though. And something I'm never gonna I I hope I never take for granted again when we yeah. get back to that. Um Same. I think we'll look back and be like, wow, remember when you know you couldn't be near people or be in a crowd with people like it's such an alien thing to us as humans but it's funny how quick we adapt though yeah it feels now like this is just the situation we're in and you're like okay Mm. this is just what it is for now it is what it is yeah but I can't wait to go back to normality hopefully in years to come it'll be it'll be you that we're watching at Edinburgh Castle and um yeah that'd be great So I think I think with that sort of image in our head, we should listen to um listen to the proclaimers. But just before we do that, I just want to say a massive thank you for for coming on to the show today and, and reminiscing with me a bit about all these places in well, the places in Scotland that you've chosen. It's lovely to hear your stories uh, behind the choices that you've made. So thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. Listening to the tracks that take us back on Capture Caledonia with you and Petrie. Thank you so much for listening to Capture Caledonia, the tracks that take us back. 
If you're enjoying the podcast, please remember to subscribe and to leave us a rating and a review. Please also go on social media and like and share the pages with all your friends and family. A little reminder that on Facebook and Instagram, just search Capture Caledonia. And on Twitter, search Capture Cali. Go on, like, share, post, comment about it and help spread the word of Capture Caledonia. If you want to support the podcast, remember you can go on to my Buy Me A Coffee page, www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash Capture Cali. Any amount that you can afford to donate to support the podcast will really go a long way and help to ensure that we can keep the podcast going in the future. Thank you so much for your continued support and I look forward to seeing you next week.